Potential Podcast. Hello to you all. It's a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad that you are here. The plan is that we are going to see the film Smile. I just was talking to uh, uh, Radio Voice Linda, and uh, she and (laughs) Maureen uh, will be there. I will be there. I am uh, trying to convince the Queen of the Forest to be there. She has to be there. She's the life of the party. She's a walking, infectious laughter party. She'll be freaked out beyond belief. I've already got, um, uh, you know, some uh, thoughts about watching it, watching it through like hands over the face. I don't know why that's that's somewhat comforting. Why that makes it easier when you can watch something as your hand is over your face and you're looking through the little spot between your fingers. Uh, but the film looks terrifying, and I'm seeing all sorts of reviews that say it's uh, it'll it'll wreck you. Uh, it it's uh, man, wow. Okay, so Saturday we will be in downtown Grand Rapids. We do not yet have a time because they have not yet set the time. But I want you to kind of plan around for this because last week they showed it at 1:15 in the afternoon. So come one, come all to see this ridiculously frightening movie uh, called Smile. Looks creepy as shit. Oh, my God. And uh, this is this is really, really out of my comfort zone. I'm only doing this because I know we will have a good time as a group. So that will be going on this weekend. This show happens each and every weekday in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. So glad that you are here. Speaking of smile, uh, someone in this house has an issue with their teeth. Should come as no surprise that the one member of the household who doesn't take care of his teeth is having an issue. It's remarkable that at age 60-whatever for the NFK, 61, maybe 62, when you haven't been to the dentist in decades and you don't brush your teeth, how is it that he has teeth in the first place? I don't know. I think that his teeth are actually getting larger uh, the amount of uh, uh, plaque that's forming on there is actually like an armor on the teeth, perhaps. I know that none of these, and I've said to him, I go, okay, I've actually brushed the teeth for him. I go, can you do this? Yes, I can actually hold the brush and I can brush my teeth. I go, well, why aren't you? Why are you not brushing your teeth twice a day? Minimum. I don't know. Well, I, look, you can do this. Do it. Does it happen? No, of course not. So I'm walking around downstairs and, uh, hey, uh, can you schedule me a dentist appointment? He says to me. And I'm like, 
What? You want me to book a dentist appointment for you? Yeah. And I guess he's having some pain. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So don't take care of your mouth until, like, your teeth are actually being destroyed. You're going to look like a deniac for too long, for God's sake. Um, I go, all right, yeah, yeah. And he goes, it's not killing me, but I can tell there's something going on. I'm like, what? So that's, uh, that's on the list of things to do for your old pal Eric Zane today. The thing about a dentist, it's not the easiest thing in the world to get in. In some cases, I know with the dentist that we go to, they're like, okay, yeah, you call up and say, yeah, I want to make an appointment. All right. Uh, it's October. Okay. We'll see you in March. What? Once you get in, you're in though. You know, one of those deals. So, uh, the NFK is struggling a bit. See if we can't, uh, take care of them. All right. Some comments. Linda says, if he has an electric toothbrush, there'll be toothpaste flying all over the bathroom. Oh, my God, yes. Because that's what Maureen suggested. Ah, I don't know. Maureen says he's going to need more than one appointment for a cleaning. He needs to see a periodontist. You're right. I think they might have to, like, put him under. I am, uh, I'm, I'm not looking. Well, I... You know, I've gotten to a point where I can only do so much. When you are as heavily involved as I am with this care, there's just so much that you can do. All right. So, update. Uh, I talked about this on the Patreon. I have not yet talked about this on the free podcast. But we are now up and running with the donation site for the race. Eric Zane, Mike Ball, Grand Rapids Half Marathon. There you go. Donate to guests in order to make a guess to win a pretty uh, excellent chunk of change. You must donate. There you go. Enter often. I, if you like, like I saw one nice person donated $100 and made a bet. You can do that. But, you know, if you really want to improve your odds of winning the cash prize, make four separate bets of $25. I think you can do that. Follow the instructions on the thing there, and you'll be good to go. And then you're going to guess who's going to win the race between Eric and Mike. And by how much time? So if you take a look at this damn thing, when, where, donate $25 a guess. Who will cross the finish line first? Grand Rapids Half Marathon on October 16th, Eric or Mike. Uh, prizes. Mike is so convinced he will win this year. He is doubling the prize if Eric beats him in the race. If Eric wins, the closest guest that voted for Eric will receive a $600 gift card. Second closest, $400 gift card. And third closest, $200 gift card. Um, it's likely just going to be me sending you cash. I mean, or Mike sending you cash like Venmo. Maybe he'll send a gift card. I don't know. But if Mike wins, um, I'm just going to Venmo you the cash or PayPal or cash app or whatever. Uh, so if Mike wins $300 for closest guests on margin of victory, 
Second closest guess, $200. Third closest, $100. If I win, double all that. Mike was very cocky when we started to talk trash on this thing. Okay, so he committed to that, and he's sticking by it. And I said to him, I go, buddy, I know you're injured. If you want to just put this off this year, we can. He goes, nope, I am not doing that. I'm going to get there on the starting line, and if I lose, I'm paying up. I go, well, that's awesome. We're raising money for sick kids. Some of you are like, what What exactly is the AT Children's Project? Um, okay. AT stands for ataxia telangiectasia. This is a horrible child killing disease. It combines all the worst features of some of the most horrible things that could possibly happen. Uh, muscular dystrophy, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, all these neurological disorders, except it attacks children. Uh, kids who have AT are susceptible to cancer at an alarmingly high rate, and it usually will take their life uh, or lives by their early 20s. I stumbled into the world of AT because my daughter's, one of my, well, all of my kids' teacher, Mary Veldink, at Pinewood Elementary. When we moved to uh, uh, Michigan, two of their three children, I walk into the school, I, I see there's a fundraiser for the AT kids, the Veldings. I'm like, what? What is going on with this? I'd never heard of it in my life. Um, as predicted, the disease ended up taking their lives at a very young age. Olivia first, she was the youngest uh, in her teens. And then uh, Kate, uh, last summer, the start of last summer, she passed away. So uh, that has never, um, the goal of uh, coming up with treatments and, uh, and a cure for this disease has never, ever changed. Uh, so this is just a way that um, people who support the organization raise money through things like this. So uh, all of your donation goes to um, to the AT Children's Project. And uh, it is a cash or tax-deductible donation that you will be making for it. So uh, whatever you choose to donate, that is uh, something you can take care of uh, when you uh, do your taxes. So there you go. That's awesome. There you go. Uh, excited about this. Make that guess. And you have, if you've been listening to this podcast, a lot of information about how we're all, uh, how Mike and I are doing. Mike has uh, said many times he is not in the best of health. Something happened to the guy between last year and this year. Um, I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, whatever you do, Eric, don't talk trash. All right. Do not talk trash. And that is, I'm not going to because I had my ass handed me to me so badly last year. I'm just going to go out there and run my race. Now, if Mike were to compete at a level that he competed at last year, he would still beat my ass by quite a bit. I'm guessing at least 20 minutes. So this, these are all clues that you can use when you're making your guess. Uh, last year he beat me by like 45 minutes or 50 minutes. I mean, it was a, it was a bloodletting, but Mike has said he is not in the best of health. He ran the, uh, Portland or the main marathon over the weekend. And I said to him, I go, why are you doing that? And he clocked in at like 
well, a really, really slow time. Like uh, five hours and 30 minutes or five hours and 40 minutes, which um, had he run at the pace that he ran the half marathon last year, you're looking at about a, a three hour and 30 minute marathon for Mike or faster. So I don't know what the hell's going on with the guy. He claims he's got all sorts of problems. He may be screwing with me. This may be a long con. He may have intentionally gone slow in that race just to throw me off, and then he's going to rub my face in it on Sunday, October 16th. That's why I am not, I'm not doing anything uh, that's going to uh, make me look bad when he could very well beat my face in. He may be sandbagging. I do not put it past him at all. But he sure seemed yesterday on the show, if you heard this, I think it was on the Patreon, actually. He was like, yeah, two-tenths of a mile into the race. I had to stretch out my uh, body parts that are aching. I don't know what the hell is the problem. He does say that he's getting better. He has less than two weeks uh, to to feel better, but he hasn't been putting in the miles. So God knows what the hell happened to Mike. Sucks getting old. It truly does. It might be just a uh, case of that. Uh, yesterday, I was on the treadmill. Um, we are getting close to the end of the uh, training period. It hasn't gone perfect. And the only thing that's kept my training from being perfect has been me. Uh, ah, I'm not going to go on my long run today. The long run on Saturdays is the one thing that you cannot miss. Have I missed the last two? Yes. Have I been eating chili, hot dogs, and donuts up north? Yes. Um, no, I am not going back to the world of, huh, I could just sit here and do something fun up north and relax, or I could go run 15 miles. I wonder what I'm going to do. No, I've, I've lived that life. I have lived that life where I would put everything else on hold and go run 15 miles. And uh, I'm not doing it again. If I have the opportunity to hang out with my family and just sit around and putts, because when I go up north, um, for some reason, the things that I do at home, cut the lawn, rake, shit like that, pick up sticks. uh, When I do it here at the house, it sucks. But when I do it up north, I like doing it. I don't know why. That's just my thing. Some of you smoke pot. Some of you drink till you can't even stand up. I pick up sticks. No idea. And eat. So, did I train perfectly? Absolutely not. Yesterday, though, the workout called for two 5K repeats. At um, what's called lactate threshold intensity. So faster than half marathon race pace. What's described as 10K pace. So I did a 5K at 10K pace. You do one 5K, which is 3.1 miles at 10K pace, maybe a little bit faster. The type of pace that hurts like hell, but you can maintain it for uh, about six miles. 
Get done with that. Stand there for five minutes. Recover. Do it all again. For me, that's about 25 minutes. Each one of those 5Ks. It's about 25 minutes. So run your face off for 25 minutes. Stop the treadmill. Stand there for five minutes. Read hate mail. Start the treadmill again. Get done with that. Go lift some weights. Go home. So if I can, now that's faster than the pace that I want to run for this race with Mike Ball. Faster. I want to run. I I think I can run about nine minutes a mile. Yesterday it was faster than that. But again, it's only 5K. Recover. Do it again. I'm giving you all this for information so that you can make your bets. As of yesterday, there were two bets. Some dude and Maureen. (laughs) I picked so-and-so. Let's see. Randy. Randy H. made a bet, and Maureen made a bet. Randy, God bless him, he donated $100. That's very, very kind. Maureen dropped $25. i am not going to go and announce all of your donations, but uh, I want to raise at least $1,000 for the AT Children's Project. So you got to do this. It's going to be awesome. I'm really counting on you folks. Thank you for being here on this podcast. Uh, thank you for watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, but I got to send you on your way. If you want the full show uninterrupted, you must go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. You can do that right now. Go there. Give yourself a little username. Follow the page, subscribe to the page with your Amazon Prime account, and there you go. You're in. Uh, As well, when I get done with this show, I'll be uploading the audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you download shows. Um, You can uh, uh, listen to the audio podcast at your leisure. You can also watch the old shows on Twitch. Uh, that I post. You can get all this information at ericzaneshow.com. I take it back. On ericzaneshow.com, there's nothing about my Twitch feed, so you kind of have to do that all on your own. All right. But uh, for you folks on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, I must send you on your way. Hope you have a great day. And uh, there you go. Off. Off with you. Thank you so much. Twitch and Facebook. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And, of course, YouTube, the almighty YouTube, Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Um, That's bringing you the uh, YouTube feed. All right. Last night, Monday Night Football. You know, you have... um, the, the game on the regular broadcast. And then you have um, the Manning cast. Are you familiar with the Manning cast? That's when Peyton and Eli get together and they, they kind of watch the game 
and then they uh, uh, give their insight on what they're watching or perhaps uh, crack some jokes. They look like a couple of dorks, these guys. And uh, But in this game, which, by the way, San Francisco won, okay? That's uh, kind of astonishing. Debo Samuel, I love that guy. Um, so the Niners win, but in the game, some streaker comes running on the field. And this was the type of streaker he's running. He's got he's got no uh, no top on. It looks like he had some type of like uh, 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 tights on while he's running. And there's like a, a smoke bomb going off as he's running on the field and he's promoting something. God knows what. And uh, r- very rarely did you uh, do you ever see like a player engage the streaker? Audio check, video check. Bobby Wagner. Actually, two players for the Rams got involved, but Bobby Wagner is the one who's like, ah, oh, fuck this shit. All right, here you go. This is how it unfolded. Got a visitor on the field here. Can we rewind that? Eli, can you do the tablet on this uh, streaker on the field? No? <laughs> I like how they're they're like, hey, uh, let's let's watch it again. Um, got a vis- because when you watch like the uh, main network, they're they're not really gonna show the streaker they always like they don't want to encourage it for the future on the field here can we rewind that eli can you do the tablet on this uh streaker on the field no i do it on the big board yeah yeah you got to break down his i don't know if he's naked right now but i think at some point he had no clothes on he was running a post route right across the 50 and a security guard took him out but a, a nice a nice hit though, right? It was a nice legal hit. Okay, they're like, well, all we want to do is watch the footage, so they're scrambling trying to get the footage. Uh see, I thought we could show that. Yeah, I understand I think we could you know, yeah, they don't want to talk I, about it. I understand it. the A team couldn't show it, but the B team, like, we should be able to show that. I think that's why, why here you go. Oh, yeah. There he is. This. There he is. Oh, oh yes. That's what we're talking Wagner. about. Wagner, Bobby. a veteran, right? Get him down. Now get out and tackle. let these guys take over. Oh, he hit the shit out of him. That was excellent. I want to see that again. Team couldn't show up, but the B team, like, we should be able to show that. I think that's why. why here you go. Oh, yeah. There he is. Look at this. They're there like, fuck is. this yes. shit. Oh, yes. yes. That's what we're talking Wagner. about. Wagner, Bobby. a veteran, right? Get him down. Now get out and tackle. let these guys take over. Oh, Bobby Wagner. Veteran play. He has some smoke going on there. Yeah, he's got a t-shirt on. I mean, he's promoting something. Oh, my God. That was great. So, San Francisco wins that one. All right. Moving on. Fantasy football. The week is in the books. I beat the shit out of Ben. Uh, his quarterback, as I was talking about yesterday, Mitchell Trubisky was benched. Oh my God, Jesus. That guy stinks. Uh, but I, I win and I move up in the standings. Okay. In the league now, team creepy Dean is an eighth out of 20. Ben drops all the way to seventh. I can't even see this. Just ahead of me. 
D's nuts is on a is on a hot streak. Holy shit. 493 points. Uh Jason Terry right behind with 460 points. Those two are the only undefeated teams. I am way at down at eight with uh eighth with 375 points. This coming week, I am taking on the Stalkers United team who sucks. Baker Mayfield, their quarterback. But, but, when you look at the potential points in the matchup, that team is predicted to beat your old pal Eric Zane. I find that hard to believe. All right, so I am, uh, I'm loving this, man. This was, whoever said we should do fantasy football is, well, it was just a brilliant idea. I love this. I am probably going to end up becoming a degenerate gambler. I have already made a move. I shed the Atlanta Falcons defense. Oh, shit. At least I thought I did. Jesus. Pending transactions. Aha. There it is. Yeah, I made a claim for Kansas City. The commish is going to allow that one. And then uh, they're going to be my defense. Atlanta sucks. I am just loving this. Okay, so the Lions, our beloved Detroit Lions, which I know that not all of you give a shit about the Detroit Lions, but you know the saga of this team because if you've ever watched me or listened to me for any amount of time, this horrible, horrible football team is so unbelievably cursed. And this is a new a new level of insanity because the football team has somehow managed to become an absolute unstoppable offensive force. Okay. And despite that, they are worse than ever. They score 45 points in the most recent game and lose. They're the top scoring team in the NFL. But they've only won one game. My God. Uh, When I watched Hard Knocks, I was filled with optimism for this defense. I was just loving this defensive coach, this Aaron Glenn. And uh, from top to bottom, I couldn't have been more happy. You know, we drafted this uh, Aiden Hutchinson. And, uh, you know... Uh, and I, I, I don't know if you can blame him, but I mean, he seems to be doing fairly well. He's had uh, some, uh, at least one or two exceptional games. And, uh, but then now I'm carrying, oh, well, they're hurt. It's like, well, who isn't hurt in the NFL? You're hurt every game. Coach him up for fuck's sake. Uh, Dan Campbell, the head coach, is already starting to look rough. Okay, the hat is starting to like rise on the top of his head. And what I mean by that is he always wears a baseball hat. And when he gets frustrated, he puts his hands on his face and then the hat goes flying up, you know. And, uh, oh, God. And now he's talking about they need to make some moves and move personnel around to try to simplify things. Wait, what does that even mean? Are you telling us? 
that the defensive team you had out there and in their positions, that wasn't your best foot forward? That I mean, that had to be the best thing you could possibly do, right? And that's not good enough. So now what? Audio, check. Video, check. Oh, my God. 140 points. That's a new Lions franchise mark through the first four games. Oops. 140 points. That's a new Lions franchise mark through the first four games. Only 30 NFL teams have ever scored 140 points in the first four games. Detroit's record, though, is 1-3. and three. None of the previous 29 teams to hit that mark, 140 points, had a losing record. The Lions are the... Did you hear that? Of all the teams that scored that many points, none had a losing record, and Detroit stinks. First and something, and the reason is that the defense is historically bad. Here's how bad. Seattle didn't punt on Sunday. The Seahawks have never said that in any game until they played the Lions on Sunday. Detroit, 32nd of 32 teams in points against this season. Last in total defense. Last in third down defense. Last in red zone defense. And as Rashad Penny showed, last in yards allowed per rush. They're on pace to allow the most points in league history. Think about that. On pace to allow the most points in league history. Oh, my God. The Seattle Seahawks are okay. They're like the Lions. Eh. They made Geno Smith. Uh, he he looked like the greatest quarterback in the NFL. I mean, it was just ridiculous how effective that guy was. Dan Campbell is again voicing his support for defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn 24 hours later, but he is implementing two big changes on D. We're going to need to uh, move some personnel around. Um, that'll be... That's when I would interrupt and say, what specifically are you talking about? Be one part of it and, uh, and then certainly look at uh, calming things down and, and simplifying, you know, schematically. Those are those will be two of the, the biggest changes I think that we're going to need to make. How- Simplify schematically. Can you speak English? What exactly are you going to do? I mean, why can't? Okay. In the Minnesota game, the game-winning touchdown, there was some type of breakdown where the guy was wide open. In the game against Seattle, there was huge uh, – uh, there was moments of the same thing where guys are just wide open. How the fuck – isn't it as simple as, hey, I got number 25. Why don't you just fucking run with them? Do it. I would rather you assholes get penalties than have these people be wide open like that. Uh, here's Hutchinson. Hard as – it to lose a game like that that just comes down to three points yeah you know that was a poor defensive performance <laughs> got to be better you know your offense scores 45 i think you gotta we gotta win that game i want him to say you know i did great i don't know what happened to everybody else i know we're gonna spend so much time in the offseason talking about which quarterback the lions should draft they need to address the defense the lions- yeah fight that quarterback's not the problem quarterback's doing terrific yeah, I don't, I don't want them to draft a quarterback. Lions are in year two under Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. Teams rebuild quickly in the NFL. It doesn't happen overnight, but the way this offense is playing, it's got so many of us wondering, what if they had better addressed the big holes on defense at linebacker and safety? Scoring points is the name of the game in the NFL. They can do that. 13 games left to go, but the time to make adjustments with all the injuries on this roster is now. Okay, uh, to be fair, there were so many problems. They could go through three drafts, and they wouldn't have all of the holes filled okay um honestly uh i think that people were a little bit um 
too encouraged after hard knocks. Just a little bit too excited, myself included, after hard knocks. This is still a, 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 a team that won three games last year. The um, Maureen saw Hutchinson's shirt. Is he, uh, Hutchinson is wearing a women's shirt, LOL. Uh, Kenny says, change the team name, change the color scheme, leave all traces of the Lions in the past. Maybe that'll help. Eh, I don't think that that's a great idea. I like all those things. Um, Tyler says, people are always shocked when a coach sticks up for a coordinator assistant coach. Do you really think he's going to say, yeah, Aaron Glenn doesn't know what he's doing. I'm re- regretting hiring him. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that's that's the problem either. They just might have people that stink, you know, um, no clue, no clue. Um, I, I picked them at one and 16 this year. I don't know if I actually believe that, but maybe there's something to that shit. They have to win more games than they, than they won last year. You know, if they won six, I think that that's a step in the right direction, but my gosh, uh, they take on the Patriots in this next game. And, uh, I think they play actually in new England. Let me double check that. Um, all right. Yes, they are in new England, both teams, one and three, and then they're at Dallas and then they host, Miami. Uh, boy. And Mac Jones is hurt, Corey says. The uh, quarterback, young quarterback for the uh, Pats. We shall see. We shall see. That is that is a game, as a Lions fan, that I've seen many times where the backup then has um, the game of his life against Detroit. It happens all the time. Uh, hot Mike caught Aaron. Speaking of the Pats, Hot Mike caught Aaron Rodgers in the uh, uh, Packers Patriots game. Tony Romo referenced it. Pretty funny. Uh, he there was something that happened. He wanted the ball to be snapped, Aaron Rodgers, because uh, the quicker that you got the ball snapped, quick, uh, quicker you got the ball snapped, they wouldn't have an opportunity to review it. Audio check, video check. I like how Tony Romo responds to this. Ooh, did you hear that? He said, you've got to snap the ball a little quicker, guys. So that's what I thought I heard. He said, hey. We have a player that. Uh... Snap the fucking... <laughs> Ooh, did you hear that? He said, you've got to snap the ball a little quicker, guys. So that's what I thought I heard. He said, hey. We have a player that. Uh... Three times is enough. Tyler writes, Pat's backup will have a phenomenal game. He'll score a huge deal with another team next year and then probably be terrible forever. There was a guy, I think his name was Matt Flynn for the Packers years ago when the uh, when the Pack was taken on the Lions. And I think he like set all NFL records for the, I mean, just unbelievable performance. And then because of that, 
he did that exact thing. Incredible. The Lions will make backup quarterbacks rich, especially if it happens at the end of the year. Okay? So it's uh, fresh on everybody's uh, mind. The backup for the Pats is Brian Hoyer, who's been around forever. That means Hoyer is going to throw for 750 and probably nine touchdowns, no picks. He'll run for another 300, and uh, it'll be a legendary day for Brian. Congratulations to Brian Hoyer and uh, and the New England Patriots for what they pull off against the ridiculously inept defensively Detroit Lions. I cannot believe how effective the Lions are at running the ball and passing the ball. Their offense is great, you know, and their they're starting running back, DeAndre Swift, is hurt. And that guy's like fucking Barry Sanders. He's an absolute beast. And then they've got the backup. Uh, I forget his name, but it's the guy that cried on hard knocks. He's a beast too, you know? Ah. Uh. Jamal Williams, that's the dude. He's a stud. That guy is a starting running back on any team in the league. Uh, I guess the Patriots are down to their third string quarterback now, according to Corey. Please look that up and tell me who that dick is. Tyler writes, first place offense, last place defense. I wonder if that's ever happened before. Okay, this show, when it ends, that's when we start getting ready for the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I want to see you on Patreon for just five or ten bucks a month. You get more podcasting. We have the Patreon bonus podcast each and every day of the work week. This podcast ends. That podcast starts on Patreon. If you're like, man, I wish the show went longer. It does every day on Patreon. And with that, you get a uh, a ton of other content that I post there. I'm so sorry. I forgot to post. I said I would, and then I didn't do it. The Lost Zane recordings from yesterday. I will get that done today. I promise you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of today's show. I'm uh, saying hello to my friends at Gift of Life Michigan. This is an organization dedicated to to trying to get as many people in and out of the state of Michigan to become an organ donor in the unlikely event that they pass. We're all going to die, but if you pass at a moment in life when your organs are still viable, donate those. This is a simple process. There should be nothing holding you back. All you need to do if you are within the state of Michigan is go to G-O-L-M, giftoflifemichigan.org. Uh, G-O-L-M.org and fill out the form. You have eight life-saving organs in front of, in your body. Uh, get them out. Go save eight lives. Plus your tissue and corneas will save, uh, well, I should say will improve the lives of countless others, more than 100. That's just one person's donation. If you're out of the state of Michigan, please go to registerme.org. Hell, I know you can do this. If I can give away a kidney alive, you can give away all of that when you don't need it anymore. 
Okay, be an organ donor. An absolute hero is what you are. Thank you to Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you or your small or medium-sized business need a need an equipment upgrade, a tech upgrade, don't just start buying things. You don't know what you're spending your money on. You might be buying too little, too much, or the wrong stuff. Okay? Get a 30-minute complimentary consultation from my friends at Blue Frost IT. 616-200-8550. That's 616-200-8550 online at bluefrostit.com. All right. You should sell your Patreon by telling us, hey, plenty of stories. Okay, I don't even want to go there. Some guy named Bailey uh, uh, Zappi. Your third string quarterback is Bailey Zappi. Z-A-P-P-E. Is that Zappi? I mean, uh, it's spelled like Frappe. Maybe it's Zappe. Bailey Zappe. Draft pick out of West Kentucky. He played well against Green Bay. Oh, my God. The last episode of the BBL shows had a game where people called in to say who on the show they would uh, fuck, marry, or kill. All right. BBL show, I will post a new edition of the Lost Zane Recordings. Prediction. Billy Zappi, Bailey Zappe will have the game of his life. Congrats to the record-setting performance in advance of Bailey Zappe. Bailey Zappe, what the fuck? Uh, this story is fantastic. It is uh, some fishing tournament with thirty thousand dollars on the line. Okay. And uh, I've heard about this happening where at a fishing tournament, um, they'll, they'll stick weights in the fish. I've heard them going as far as, as putting fish in the mouth, the weights in the mouth of the fish and getting it inside of the fish to make the fish heavier. I've heard actually cutting open the fish and then putting them in there and then stitching up the fish. I think in this scenario, the cheaters, this team, these two dudes, uh, stuffed weights into the fish. Okay. And this video is fantastic. Oh my God. Now in this uh, still photo that you see here, this guy with his hand open with, with those are the weights in his hand. We're going to get the actual moment, see it and hear it where they bust the guy. So you got all these hillbillies here. This is the dude who cheated. The guy over here, he's look at that's a look on your uh, on his face. He's going to kick his ass. This guy looks drunk. The other dude shooting video. Okay? So in this uh it's uh, I think a, a a walleye tournament in Ohio. Very very popular 
in uh, in this area, the Midwest. Walleyes, just, I mean, it's a fantastic fish to eat. Holy crap. I mean, that is just incredible. Uh, according to the story, Jason Fisher, that's the dude who's holding the weights right here. All right. It says uh, he knew that the two fishermen needed their catch to weigh in at 16 pounds to secure the team of the year award, which is a season long award um, at this competition in Cleveland on Friday. Looking at their entry, this guy right here who busted the cheater, the tournament director figured that the fish that they had were um, easily in at around 20 pounds, which would give them the victory. However, when they weighed the fish, they weighed 34 pounds. So he's like, huh, that doesn't look like 34 pounds of fish. I think you're in the ballpark of around 20 pounds, which they would have won. But the problem is these cheaters, uh, they, they put too much weight in the fish. And they got busted by that. There was a picture of them holding the fish up over their heads. Like, we just won. We're so happy. But no way, man. They cheated their asses off. So this dude who who busted the cheaters, he then takes the fish, throws it on the ground, gets out his knife, cuts open the fish, puts his hand right in there, and pulls out the weights. Goes, you f- motherfucker. So he busts them right there. This is awesome. Audio check, video check. This is how it unfolded. We got weights and fish. Get the f- out of here. Get the f- out of here. Watch it again. Look at him. So gross. We got weights and fish. Get the f- out of here. Get the f- right in the guy's face. They determined they have weights and fish. Okay, now this is before that. This is the dude that we just saw who's all disgusted with himself. And this is his little buddy partner. He wasn't there for this. Look at that's the dude. Wow. He's taking the heat. Oh. You just oh. man. You You lost all your cut, Billy. So all these hilljacks, they're furious now. Okay? I'm surprised they don't kill him right now. They also, as you can see here, took fish fillets and put them in the fish. Like uh, they put walleye inside of walleye to like fatten them up. You know, that's something that they also do. Everybody listen to me right now. Jake, I want you to leave. I don't want anybody to touch these guys. Okay, he's like, don't hurt them. So all these, they're worried. The guy who's running the fishing turn because Jake, I want you to leave and no one touch touch him. No one beat the shit out of him. The one guy goes, you need to go to jail. <laughs> oh, who gives a shit? No, this is okay. Jake, 
Take Look at all the weights in there. Jesus. Pictures. I need pictures. Oh my God. These hillbillies are so pissed. <laughs> oh man. Hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And Jake there, looking like a uh, a scolded puppy. You gotta, you gotta uh, fight back. I mean, you've been caught red-handed. That's when you drop. Oh, fuck you! You guys done it too. You've only you don't give me that bullshit. Every one of you motherfuckers has cheated before. Suck my dick. So what? I got caught cheating. I won't do it again as far as you know. Josh writes, these idiots made a fish version of a turducken and thought no one would notice at a fish tournament. Did anyone mention how they finally got caught cheating? Um, Yeah, you know, it was a little bit of they just weighed too much, according to the article. The guy who cut open the fish, he says he grew suspicious. Uh, it just kind of deflated me because I just knew it wasn't right. Fisher, the director and owner of Lake Erie Walleye Trail Fishing Tournament, told the Washington Post. Fisher grabbed one of the fish, ran his hand over its stomach, and squeezed. He felt something hard. Too hard. Fisher sliced open the dead walleye, put his hand into the fish, rooted around, and sure enough, he found it. We got weights and fish. Fisher disqualified the two-man team that had submitted the entry. Get out of here. Jacob Runyon, Chase Kaminsky would have won uh, the event, and they would have won $30,000 in various prizes if they hadn't been disqualified. They had won several of the tournament's other competitions over the past few months. They also would have bagged the Lake Erie Walleye Trail's overall prize, while Fisher described as an MVP award. Instead, their disqualification uh, brought their previous wins into question, sparked an investigation by the Ohio Department of Natural Resources. Yeah, in states like Michigan, Ohio, Indiana... These uh, 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 issues like this, this type of uh, cheating is more is punished more severely than like hate uh, hate crimes against black people. Okay, they don't like that shit around here. Now, uh, to me, I think it's okay. I think you should be allowed to do this. Like, if you're caught cheating, you can cheat. But if they catch you cheating, they beat the shit out of you like Hunger Games style. Okay. There's all sorts of creative ways people do this. Um, when uh, I was at, believe it or not, I swear to God, I've been in a bass fishing tournament. Uh, Billy and I, uh, back in Tennessee, Billy Kid, God rest his soul. And he told me that sometimes um, fishermen will uh, have an enormous fish. Like if it's a bass fishing tournament, they'll have a huge bass in the water in like a, a cage and there's like a, a marker or the GPS spot where they know where to go and they will uh, fish the cage. It's being held up by a float or some shit and then take the lunker and put it in their, uh, in their catch that, that, that happens. These people will do anything. 
So the investigation disqualified them and now everybody's like, oh, God, Jesus. Runyon and Kaminsky did not respond to requests for comment from the Post. I mean, if you if you get caught doing this, like these two, Runyon and Kaminsky, they're going to have to move or get reconstructive surgery if they ever want to participate uh, in these tournaments on a professional level. Okay. Tournament organizers contacted the Ohio Department of Natural Resources uh, on these guys. So this is this is a big deal. My God. If they had won Friday's competition, they would have bagged $28,750. They they found the weights, and then they also found, as I indicated, uh, more fillets, more fillets of fish in there. Like the, not like what you get at McDonald's, but they, they took walleye inside of walleye. That is so dumb. Just the fact that they're like, yep, look what we did. Look at these fish. That's moments before they cut them open. Sentenced to use bamboo poles and bobbers the rest of their life. Noted, Eric Zane loves cheaters. Look, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Chris says they should go to jail. Linda says their good fishing names are ruined. I felt bad when the guy took the knife, plunged it into the belly of the fish, and then pulled out the weights. Can you hear these poor fucking fish? Jesus. Um, When we went to Tennessee, this is worth mentioning, I hired some professional bass fishermen. Like, I paid him a lot of money. Him and his partner, two boats, two bass boats. I spent like $1,500. I wanted to go on a bass fishing adventure because I had such a good time when I went fishing in the bass tournament with Billy. And I go, yeah, I want to take all my family on a bass fishing adventure. Can you do this? He goes, absolutely. I'll I'll, I'll do it. We're going to have a damn good time. Went over to Douglas Lake. We all get in the boats. And this guy, he's got like all the gear, you know, and all I wanted was to get in the boat. He just hands you a pull and you just start reeling in bass. Okay. Not only did we not get one fish, we didn't get one bite. Ernie brought in the remnants of a, of a dock. Okay. And everybody fell asleep on the boats. The guy's like, I don't know what happened. Normally, it would bring them in. They're not biting. It's like, fuck, no, they're not biting, you you fucking thief. This is probably, it's probably a sign at the lake that says, there are no fish in this lake. Jesus. All right. Um. God bless Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, SarahHondaGranville.com. Go there, SarahHondaGranville.com, and uh, uh, visit in person. If you want to test drive a brand new vehicle, you absolutely can do that. And like, yes, this is the car I want. You're going to sit down. You're going to figure out what you want on that vehicle. And then in a couple weeks, it's going to show up. 
And there you go. Delivery to you. Sarah Honda Granville. They also have hundreds of cars on the lot that you can check out. Certified pre-owned vehicles at Sarah Honda Granville. That reminds me. I need to write this down. I need to reach out to them. Okay. Very good. SarahHondaGranville.com. Right next to the Cracker Barrel on Kenowa in beautiful Granville, Michigan. Uh, Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Uh, you've gone too long without health insurance. It's time to step up and do something about it. I can't afford it, Eric Zane. You absolutely can afford it. You just haven't done your due diligence in finding out about how this works. Okay? Healthcare is as easy as healthcare.gov, but don't tackle that alone. There are some things on there that can mess you up. I know that that happened to me. Have Frank Fuss, the expert on Obamacare, help you out. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. He'll make this so easy for you. He's also the Medicare Advantage plan slash social security expert. Okay. Call or text 616-914-4070. Please mention my name and Frank will help you every step of the way. You can also go to the website buyinsurancehere.com and Frank will help you out. All right, all right, all right. Okay, don't go anywhere. It's intermission time. I must go to the boys' room. Okay, I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. No, there's also, I took a little longer. Uh, I was checking out some emails. Thank you to the Pelleritos, uh, Joseph Pellerito and Judy. Okay. They, um, thank you for the donation on the uh, bet. Mike Ball v. Uh, Mike Ball v. Eric Zane. Linda, thank you. A couple of bets from Linda. That's awesome. We're off and running. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, there's a division in the Pellerito family. Obviously, uh, Joe and his better half, Judy, still enjoy the show. Uh, And Mike is obviously, we're on the skids because of all the things that took place. Um, So I'll just leave that there. There's nothing really to say about that. Kenny says holidays will be fun for them. Yeah, they probably won't talk about that. They probably won't talk about all of the things that have gone on. All right. I am uh, a little concerned about this next segment. This next uh, little bit. It's been sent to me by uh, more than one person. And then I know Diana was watching it on her own. Uh, someone had, she had discovered it. It was going around social media. It's called the broken leg wedding. Husband and wife are taking the clever little wedding photo where they jump in the air. Well, when the, the, I think the uh, bride lands, she got her wedding dress on, uh, dudes in his tux. 
Her leg breaks in half. And I I haven't seen it yet. And I don't know if I want to. So I'm kind of go- I'm probably going to watch this like the way Linda is going to watch uh the film Smile. And and we're going to watch it together. So if you're on the live stream you can see this. But uh th- this dude is uh is breaking it down for us. Oh boy. I'm life-changing moment. Life-changing marriage day. There you go. Husband, wife. This dude is a doctor. Dr. Joe MD is going to break it down for us. Oh, God. Muppety flippity wedding day. Video proves that your life can change in the blink of an eye. It's the happiest day of their lives, right? What could go wrong? Let's take a look. Stick that landing. Oh! This video proves that your life can change in the blink of an eye. It's the happiest day of their lives, right? What could go wrong? Let's take a look. Stick that landing. Oh! This video proves that your life... Oh my god! Oh no! Shit. I need more info. Broken leg wedding. Uh, news. Hmm. I don't see much. Is that, is this it? I don't, I don't know. I know very little. Well, that's goes without saying, but my God, did you see that thing? That was uh, one of the worst things I've ever seen. Kenny says that reminded me of the gymnast who stuck her landing. Both of her shins went forward while she was uh, landing on her butt. That was rough. Yeah, I know. And then that's right up there with the uh, the uh, wrestling dude. My God. Oh, some of those. That's just ooh, hideous. Don't jump in the air. That was absolute shit show. Holy crap. What an injury. Devastating, devastating broken leg. Okay, moving on. A.J. McLean? Yeah, that's the guy. A.J. McLean uh, made his name as a uh, in the Backstreet Boys. Got a uh, nine-year-old daughter. And the nine-year-old daughter, her name is uh, Ava. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was a nine-year-old, if I went up to my mom and said, hey, mom, I want this. On principle alone, she would always just say no. And then if she thought about it over time, she thought, well, maybe I can use this as something to... uh, Get him to do some chores or something like that. I tell you what, I will let you uh, stay up 
to watch Laverne and Shirley if you uh, pick up the dog crap and mow the yard, you know? Uh, Ava, the Backstreet Boys' daughter, said, Dad, I have decided that I am changing my name to Elliot. Now, I know what you're thinking. Uh, The nine-year-old wants to become, the nine-year-old girl wants to become a dude. That is not the case. Though that does happen. This happens all the time where a child will say, hey, uh, I want this. And uh, the parents go, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's great. Now, from my uh, point of view, I don't think that a person should be able to uh, change their gender until they become like an adult, you know? Uh, And even that is, is a little tricky because... Uh, sometimes people's brains are kind of mush until they get a, a lot older, but whatever, what, what are you going to do? You know, keep people from doing what they want to do. I mean, this is fucking America, but, uh, you, you do hear about like seven, eight, nine year olds that say, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm changing my gender. The mom and dad go, yeah, yeah, hey, no problem. Do whatever you want. It's do whatever you want weekend. Who gives a shit? Now, uh, I have someone very, very close to me who, um, they said, hey, do you want to go to school? And the kid said, no, I don't want to go to school. And they said, oh, okay, no problem. Well, we'll just school you at home. Eh, whatever. And I'm like, fuck, if I ever, ever uh, tried to make those decisions, I would get the shit kicked out of me. If I even uh, brought it up. I don't think that it is... Uh, it is a, 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 a good thing to go ahead and let kids just rule the household on these big decisions, you know? Hey, Dad, uh, I decided that you should cash out your 401k and give it all to me. Oh, okay, great. Kyle writes, studies have shown when children want to change genders or be trans, they turn out to be gay. I actually went through that when I was a child. Very interesting. It doesn't doesn't surprise me. But uh, changing your gender can sometimes be, uh, I mean, that's a a lot to put a person through. The world sucks. Discrimination everywhere. And if you... Look, if you can be, I think that if you become gay, I think you've got a better chance. Um, like if you can ha- hold off on the trans vibe, let's say you're a 10 year old. You say, mom and dad, I want to cut my penis off. And they're like, ah, eh, hold off on that. Okay. Hold off on that. Um, and then, you know, the kid turns 20 and kid goes, Hey, I'm glad you didn't make me cut my penis off. I just want to be gay now. Oh, okay, cool. Then you're gay and you're happy and you haven't cut your dick off. Okay, now there's nothing wrong with There you go. That's what we're talking about. You got to maybe kick that can down the road on the dick removal. That's all I'm saying. Whatever a kid wants, just say no. 
In fact, if you're nine or uh, if you say to your nine or 10 year old, look, I know you want that dick off your body, but just hang in there. Your brain's going to change and you may, you, you might think that that's a bad idea in the future. So just relax and you, you'll be able to have the best of both worlds. You yourself are going to get tons of dick or you're going to give tons of dick, but you can't give dick if you don't have a dick. So just keep what you got, run what you brung, lay low for a few years, and you know try to be careful with how you outwardly project because unless I teach you to become a black belt in karate, all the kids in school are going to bully you. Again, this all gets back to if your kid's gay, you got to make him into a trained assassin so that they can beat the shit out of all the bullies and the jocks and the idiots in the school that are going to try to bully your kid. You know? All right. Surprisingly, though, this is a complete tangent because Ava McLean, A.J. McLean's daughter from the Backstreet Boys, according to A.J., is not transsexual, does not want to change her gender. Unless he's lying. But he says, this is this has nothing to do with gender. She just doesn't like the name Ava. So she's changing it to Elliot. And this idiot goes, and I said, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with people? What is wrong with looking at your kid and saying, uh, fuck off, No. He's like, whatever whatever she wants, she gets. She is changing her name to Elliot. Here's this dick with his dumbass kid changing her name. He's opening up to people about supporting his daughter's name change regardless of the reason. This is so fucked. You never let a nine-year-old do whatever they want. Okay. You got to drop the hammer on him. No, shut up. Eat your vegetables. Get in bed. It's bedtime. 8 8 p.m. Be home when the streetlights come on. AJ says, when my daughter asked to change her name to Elliot, initially, I didn't know. If this was a transgender thing, which it is not, but it is a personal choice, McLean said. It is her body. It's her name. It's her everything. Elliot's mom announced her name change in a back-to-school post on Instagram in August. She's still Ava. She'll always be Ava to me. McLean told People, adding, but at the same time, whatever reasoning it is, that's hers, and I'm going to support it a million percent. My wife will, too. McLean added that Elliot picked her new name over a year ago. He recalled his daughter saying, Dad, I just feel like my name is not that unique and not that original. 
And there's a lot of Avas at dance and a lot of Avas at school. You see, that's when you look at the kid and say, well, shut up, first of all. Second of all, tough. Uh, go, uh, how about this? How about you actually uh, become unique in your ability? Okay? And st- who cares about the name? You suck at dancing. On her Instagram story in August, McLean's wife, Rochelle, addressed questions about Elliot's name change. Now she's getting indignant about it. Not that it's anyone's business, but Elliot's name change is not a gender thing, she wrote. Yeah, God forbid, right? Adding that her daughter had wanted to change her name for a long time and that the Elliot name stuck. What is wrong with people? No. And then that's it. They did a story about it. People Magazine Insider, they all published, oh, God, A.J. McLean's daughter changing her name from Ava to Elliot. Oh, wow, that's big news. Fuck that. Maureen says, I guess I let her call herself whatever, but not get it legally changed until she's 18, and then she can pay to do it. All right. Well, I mean, I'm okay with that. Uh... Chris says, who gives a shit? Just call the kid Elliot. All right, I, I, I can live with that, okay? All right, whatever. You want to be Elliot, but I'm going to call you AJ or Ava. I mean, come on. You can't let kids get what the fuck they want. First, she's going to change her name, and then what's next? What's next? At age 10... She's going to say, Dad, I want a penis installed. And you're going to have to say, well, that's something you got to wait for until you're 18. Well, why? I was able to change my name. Rom says it would be less complicated for her to change her name now. I guess. Emancipation at age 12. Kids are stupid. Don't let kids do anything. They're so dumb. I hate parents that let their kids do whatever the hell they want. If I'm hanging out with another family and the kid wants something and the dad says no, and I turn around and I see the kid pouting, that's a sign of a great parent. No. Don't be afraid to say no. Drop the hammer just because. Got to teach him something. You don't, life does isn't full of you getting everything you want, idiot. Well, you've been acting like an asshole all day, so I, I, I don't think I'm going to let you have that. And then they have a fucking temper tantrum, and then everybody looks at the family like you're doing something wrong, and you're just sitting there laying, laying low, being calm, trying not to freak out. We all had to go through it. If you let them have whatever they want, they end up becoming assholes. Okay. That's my opinion. All right. Comedy at Full House Comedy, fullhousecomedy.com. Michael Rappaport coming first week in November. I know Megan's excited about that. 
FullHouseComedy.com for a list of all the shows coming to the area. Go there, check out a show, and go. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Oh, my gosh. Get your furnace tuned up for $79. I saw somebody on TV today offering the $99 tune-up. It's like, you guys, come on. $79 from A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. A&E Heating and Cooling. Do not just flip on the switch and uh, have that furnace just kick on without it getting checked out. 616-516-8579. And if you need a new furnace installed, they will install the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces. The best in the business from A&E Heating and Cooling. Okay, I'm going to hammer these out. Uh, Mario Flores, Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. If you need a mortgage... Uh, reach out. The rates suck now, but still, uh, you might need uh, to get a home. 231-332-6505. Get pre-approved on your mortgage so you know what you can buy. Or get money out of your home to pay off credit card debt. Okay, even though you're going to get money out of your home at like 5 5.5%, it's still better than the 25% that you're paying on your credit cards. Get the money out of the home. Pay off the credit cards, and then you're only paying on 5.5%. That's smart. 231-332-6505. Kent County Health Department. Accesskent.com. Go there if you need information about the WIC program, immunizations for the little ones, personal health services, uh, and on and on and on. It's all listed there at accesskent.com slash health all right i was sitting around the fire with charity scam mike and uh we were talking about woke culture now the term woke is kind of like a four-letter word these days um however i've maintained there are some appropriate uses of that word and scenarios where that is a good idea. One of those, I feel the name change for the Washington Redskins and also by extension, the Cleveland Indians more so the Redskins than the Indians. But I mean, no one says Indians these days and, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, a messy scenario where you have people who are Native Americans who get pissed off about that shit, and uh, there's enough outrage there that they're like, hey, you know, we don't like the name change, or we don't like the name that it was, and then, you know, I don't really have a vote as a white guy, but I'm I'm team Native American on this one, Okay. The only way that I think that you can thread the needle is by doing what what my alma mater uh, alma mater did ne- uh, several years ago, decades ago. Central Michigan University, the Chippewas, they knew that all this shit was happening. Several schools had changed their names, like the Eastern Michigan um, Eastern Michigan University. They changed 
um, the uh, Hurons to the Eels. And, but the Chippewas, they sat down the school with the tribe right there in Mount Pleasant. And they said, what do we have to do to make this work? And the tribe said, well, we don't want to be portrayed as a warring bunch. So anything with weaponry, spears, bow and arrow, or any depictions of Native Americans, like, you know, feather coming out of the uh, out of the headgear and uh, uh, running around with no shirt, with moccasins, like the Kenjo running Indian, shit like that. Oh, that stuff, that's not going to fly. The name is it. So they changed the logo to like uh, just a C on the helmet or CMU. And there's no uh, representation that could be looked at as disparaging. I'm sure there's a lot of money involved too, but it worked. And it's been, they've satisfied the tribe. Now, at no point, can anyone look at the name the Redskins and say, yeah, what's everyone's problem? That's a good name. Charity Scam Mike, my brother-in-law, sat next to me and said, it should go back to Redskins. I'm like, you're crazy. What an asshole thing to say. Are you, what? Redskins? It's a terrible insult. The Redskins. Uh, the argument can be made, I guess, for the Cleveland baseball team to keep it on there, but no, I get rid of that, especially since they come from a place where it's like Chief Wahoo. I mean, come on. They changed it to the Guardians. All right. The latest, the Braves, the Atlanta Braves. Now, this is a tough one because you are in hillbilly country. Atlanta, Georgia, the Republican governor, Brian Kemp, is uh, saying that the Atlanta Braves changed their name is woke cancel culture, but Native Americans have found Indian mascots offensive for decades. I don't think that any white guy can tell a Native American how to feel on this. And I think that they need, if you're gonna, just going to call it the Braves, you need to have a special election, okay? A national election, and the only people that can vote are people who have a certain percentage of uh, Native American ancestry. These are the only people that can vote on this. Unless if you make the Native Americans' votes count for like four. And white guy, his vote counts for .1. That is the only way, if you really want to get technical, because some of these Native Americans, they don't give a shit that the team is called the Braves. I mean, I can say that, um, all right, if there was a team called the Armenians and on the helmet, it was a a giant hook-nosed dude who uh, has a stupid look on his face and, uh, you know, he's, he's just, you know... I don't know how the hell you would depict an Armenian maybe laying under a rock from an earthquake or something like that. Yeah, I might be offended by that. I also might find it hilarious. So 
You got to have only Native Americans vote on this. That is the only way to do this diplomatically. Or the baseball team might just say, fuck it. We're going to change it. Which that might be weird too because uh, white people will then say like Brian Kemp that this is a woke cancel culture running amok. But I don't think that it is. You can't, if you're a white guy, you cannot speak for an entire group of people. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, Linda writes, Saranac, Michigan, just changed their mascot uh, from Redskins to Red Hawks about damn time. Kenny says, anytime it's been on the news, I've only seen white people talking, never Native Americans. Yeah, we don't know. I have heard some Native Americans say, yeah, I don't like it. And others say, yeah, I don't care. Well, you got to have a Native American vote. Now, if it were just the Chippewa tribe, then the Chippewas, then they would decide. If you've got a team called the Apaches, then the Apache tribe would decide. All right, it's up to them, but it's Braves. So that could be all Native Americans. What's the problem? Lay down the law, figure it out. Cole writes 50,000 people in the stadium doing the tomahawk chop don't seem to be offended. Well, if they're not Native American, they don't have a uh, a vote to decide whether it's offensive or not offensive. You can only ask the ones who are offended. Kyle may have been away on should Central Michigan change their name. You're going to have to go back and listen to 10 minutes prior when I talked specifically about that. We already covered that. You may not have been around. Yeah, go back and listen. He says, I was cleaning up cat puke. Which, by the way, I woke up again today and out the bedroom door, another, another dose of cat puke, which Benny made a beeline for and wanted to eat. Come on! All right. So Kemp... Uh, says efforts to change the name of the Atlanta Braves baseball team are just that woke cancel culture. Disagree. But Native American communities have called out racist team names and mascots years before either term entered politicians' vocabularies. This has been going on for decades. Come on. That's too um, uh, uh, general of a statement. Did you... You can't just say everything's woke. We're not going to do it because it's woke. That's 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 a fucking cop out. You know, that's just an easy way of kowtowing to the racist scumbags that live in your state. Okay, just throwing that term. Oh, it's just cancel culture. It's woke. It's not at all. It has nothing to do with that. After being asked about the team's visit to the White House Monday. And talk of the team changing its name by Fox News Sunday host Shannon Bream. Kemp pushed back, saying the Braves respect and honor Native Americans. 
You may feel that way. I think you got to ask the Native Americans. We've had meetings in the governor's office about that. I think, again, this is woke cancel culture and really national values that are being used, pushed down to our state and other states around the country, Kemp said. Joe Biden this week hosted the team to commemorate the World Series win in 2021 as a result of the visit White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about the president's thoughts on the team's name and the tradition of the tomahawk hand chop at gestures during the press briefing. <clears throat> Jean-Pierre said, so look, we, we believe that it's important to have this conversation, Jean-Pierre said. And Native American and, and indigenous voices, they should be at the center of this conversation. I agree with that. Many Native American leaders and groups have said they find the action offensive. Last year, indigenous tribes called out Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred after he said tribes supported the tomahawk chop, a motion that the team's fans make using their hands to mimic the slice of an axe. I mean, if you're doing the tomahawk chop, why don't you uh, do a deal where instead of chopping... Everyone turns to their right and grabs the hair of the person to their right and makes a slice, a slicing motion like they're scalping them, okay? That, okay, if you're doing the tomahawk chop, which is violence, I'm going to chop you in half with my tomahawk. How about grab the scalp, grab the hair, and then slice the scalp, scalp off like... Uh, Fucking Aldo in, uh, uh, what's that movie? Reservoir? No. Uh, and Glorious, ba- I want my scalps and Glorious Bastards. There you go. What's wrong with the scalp then? Uh, you, you, surely that should be no problem, right? Or even worse, put like an Indian, an Indian uh, um, a braided hair like uh, Shaleen Littlefeather who just died yesterday and, and put that on the chick next to you. And then bend her over and act like you're raping her. What? What? Hey, what's wrong? You're you're scalping. You're tomahawk chopping. Certainly, that could be the next big thing. Where does it? St- where does it stop? Don't think you'll see anybody mimicking anal rape at the Braves game. But still, you get that. That's my point. The National Congress of American Indians also condemned Manfred's comments, saying the team imagery and name were meant to depict and caricature not just the tribal community, but all Native people. Which is why, in that fantastic moment minutes ago, I said all Native Americans should be able to vote on this. It's not the white man's decision. Consequently, the league and team have an obligation to genuinely listen to tribal nations and leaders across the United States about how the team's mascot impacts them. Said NCAI President Fawn Sharp. Did you know that just an hour north of here, there is a Jim Crow Museum on Ferris State University's campus? According to the Ferris State University Jim Crow Museum, team mascots, phrases, and other traditions that reference Native Americans reinforce harmful harmful stereotypes to non-Native people. Imagery like the tomahawk chop portrays Natives as barbarous 
according to the museum. I think we're starting to get past that. When I see a Native American nowadays, I see a rich woman or a rich man because if they're lucky, their tribe has a casino and these fuckers are making tons of cheddar off of everyone as they should. Offensive mascots are detrimental to the mental health of Native children. Research also shows. The Braves and a representative for Brian Kemp did not immediately respond to Insider's request for comment. Yeah, change the fucking name. Just, come on, seriously. If the Washington Commanders did it, and then the Cleveland Indians, you should do it. Or at the very least, talk about it. How do native organizations and tribes feel about us using the Braves name? That's a nice thing to do. And you get out in front of it and then you're, uh, it, it, it's talked about and your, your name change will be embraced. Whatever you make it to be, you know, who gives a shit? The Cleveland guardians, Washington commanders. What's wrong with that? You know, who cares about the name? Oh, we're going to lose millions of dollars. No, you're not. Come on. So dumb. All right. I want, they should change it to white guys. The Atlanta white guys. Now that would be hilarious. I would love and just have a regular white guy just on the helmet. Just some, any white guy. And then each game, they change it. Who is the white guy fan of the game? That would be an excellent troll. Go the opposite direction. The Atlanta Caucasians. We could call the cheerleaders like the honky cats and shit like that. It'd be awesome. White guy fan of the game. Every player has a different white guy on the helmet. Brian Kemp can be on the helmet. Okay. Kenny says, the Atlanta Joe Schmoes, the Atlanta Crackers. It's just a guy holding a beer. Okay. It is time for the asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. I have news for you. The Paintball War number 20 is now moving from Sunday, October 16 to Sunday, October 23. Rick reached out. There was a conflict. We've now changed it. We have an extra week. Reach out to me, eric at ericzanecho.com, if you want to play. That seems to be harder and harder to get people to send me an RSVP. I actually have to reach out myself to the usual suspects. Hey, are you playing? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's review who uh, potentially is our asshole of the day. Yesterday... It was radio voice Linda. I forget why, but she was the asshole of the day. I forgot what happened. I, I do that. When I'm here talking, if I'm talking about it and then the show ends, it's gone. I flush it, every bit of it. 
uh, preparing ourselves for a Saturday engagement to go see the film Smile. The NFK has a tooth issue. Oh, boy. Raising money for the AT Children's Project. Make your bets. Mike Ball v. Eric Zane. Streaker decked on the field. Fantasy football. Your old pal EZ climbing the ranks in eighth place. The Lions setting all sorts of offensive records and might be the worst defensive team in the history of the game. Aaron Rodgers swears on a hot mic. Backstreet Boyd allows his child to change uh, her name. That's pretty dumb. The broken leg wedding. God, that was rough. So bad. The Braves name change. But though I said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. It's still assholeish behavior to cheat in your fishing tournament. Those guys were almost killed. TC Paintballs, asshole of the day. The fish cheater. We got weights and fish. That was awesome. Your asshole of the day. Oh my God. That's it. We're done. We've got smarter than a former drug dealer trivia happening in 44 minutes. I'm excited about that. Dale is taking on um, some nice lady. Kelsey is her name? Yes. That happens at 1030. Okay. You guys, as always, thank you so much for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Have a great day. Hopefully, I'll see you on the Patreon. Till next time, folks. Bye-bye.